Coming up, co-living, growth houses, and manifesting international networking sessions. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle one, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger, Vic one, Oscar Mike. If you're new here, we help service members and vets achieve financial freedom through our free items like podcasts, Facebook group, YouTube channel, you know, online communities and through the war room mastermind, which is the most elite real estate investing mastermind and business mastermind for service members and veterans specifically. And today's guest is my buddy, Jesse Ray. After graduating with honors from college, Jesse wasn't able to find a job anywhere because her, besides his first high school and college job as a cabana boy, not with a banana hammock, as we learned in the episode, unfortunately. So he dove into personal development, started a career in sales. And after five years in sales, he moved up the President's Club, million dollar producer, number four out of 500. Um, then he just realized that he climbed the wrong rat ladder. At the top, none of the people who were in positions above him had a lifestyle that he desired, which is important. And most importantly, he knew he had a bigger purpose and to make a better, more positive impact in people's lives. This led Jesse into building a co-living single-family rental portfolio, surpassed his six-figure salary once. He earned a baseline level of financial freedom. He created the Growth House, which is really cool, and I'm looking at doing it, so we're going to dig into that. An online and in-person community of like-minded individuals striving to become the best versions of themselves. Now, currently, Jesse's focused on growing his co-living real estate portfolio to help a 1,000 people find an amazing place to live with like-minded housemates. And at Growth House, he's building his community through their online mastermind and podcast to help a million people break through their nine to five, pursue their passions and experience the life of freedom. So without further ado, Jesse Ray. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast. And Jesse, thanks for joining us today, brother. Man, I'm so excited. I'm honored. Yeah, man, this is gonna be fun. All right, so we're gonna jump right in. So we're gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask, I'm curious, have you had any, I wanna hear your sto- your crazy stories, any crazy fights, parties, or situations that have resulted in eviction or, or just anything wild that's happened within your grow- growth houses? Not within the growth houses. Luckily, we no. vet well. I got, a, I got a little Airbnb story if you want one. Yeah, let's see, we'll, we'll do that. All right, uh, I've never shared this story. Oh, good. So, <laughs> is, I love me some juice. So uh, house hacking, but then also I airbnb the guest house, right? It's detached mm. from the main house. And one of our people who stayed in the house forgot to lock the door. We have automatic keypads, but they forgot to hit the lock on the way out. Long story short, I get a notification on my Vivint security system saying that, um, you know, there's someone in the backyard. So I go back, I watch it. It's a couple hours later. So I'm a little bit behind and there's this random guy, definitely on some drugs going in our backyard, tried to get in the house from the back, didn't, and then disappeared. So I'm like, I wonder where he went. Cause I didn't see him leave the actual house. Long story short, I go back and he leaves like six hours later. And at the same time, I'm starting to get a, a phone call from someone, a random number. So I answer the call. I'm like, hello. And they're like, hey, I think someone broke into my uh, Airbnb and I'm starting to put two and two together. So I'm like, I got to go back and see this footage or figure out what happened. So I drive over there. Luckily, it's not too far away. And she's like, yeah, um, 
he was just watching TV. He went through all my stuff, definitely took a shower. And then he, he took my cap and gown. She was about to graduate from nursing school. He took my cap and gown and my panties. That's it. Left everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so we nicknamed him the Panty Bandit. We haven't found him since. He's out there somewhere. So that's oh one of my, my crazy God. stories. <laughs> like, Man, so I've, got a, I've got a couple weird Airbnb ones, but my weirdest one is this lady. She was from Jersey, and she apparently drove all the way to California, and she like she shows up and she's just one of those like all about her drama so she's like telling us all about how she was in an abusive relationship like it's just like a, a drama dump like it was a room rented out of the house and so you know i'm like all right cool whatever like here's your spot and she had she had shown up then she had left and she went and got food and then she came back which is only important because the next day my roommate's like dude did you eat my meal prep and it's like a half-eaten meal prep left in the fridge. I'm like, no. And so she had like eaten one of his meal preps, and then, um, like by the time she left, she had she had like finished my bottle of like 15 year Macallan oh, and replaced no. it with like a four dollar bottle of wine. Ate all of his meal preps, smoked in the house, like all this stuff. And the whole time she's just like, I was in an abusive relationship. Life is terrible to me, and I'm like. Like, I don't feel sorry for you right now because you don't understand like normal human stuff. Like you don't drink a hundred dollar bottle of scotch and replace it with a four dollar bottle of wine and then tell me you're a victim. <laughs> like that's that's rough. So, it was weird. The only other really Yeah, the only other really weird one I had, and this was actually really funny, is a dude booked for like Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then my Airbnb at the time, it wasn't like this one where it's got all the automated locks. It was just like a keypad on the garage with a code. And so he booked for Wednesday, Thursday, and he booked it on a Tuesday. And I guess he thought he booked Tuesday, Wednesday. And so my roommate's like, Hey bro, I thought you said we didn't have a guest today. I'm like, we don't, we have one checking in tomorrow. He's like, there's a guy in the kitchen making pancakes. It's like, (laughs) Oh shit. And so then he's like, then he's like, Hey, my room's not clean. And he tried to like leave a bad review on Airbnb. And I was like, bro, you're 24 hours early. <laughs> like how do you, the how guest did you get in? Le- did you, did you give him? It was like, because I, it was because the code is automatic, like automatically uh, gets set out or whatever, like 24 hours yeah. in advance. So he's like, he got the code and just, he said, I'm ready. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> he was yep. so mad. The room wasn't ready. And I was like, someone checked out today and I haven't been home from work because I didn't have a guest checking in normally. Like it was so messed. Anyway. All right. So now that we've covered all that, how did you get into like, tell me, talk, talk to me about your beginning in real estate journey. Like how did this all come about? And then we'll move into the growth houses. Cause these are super, super cool. For sure. Yeah. Beginning of real estate journey was really, um, I was, I couldn't find a job after I graduated college. Right. Everyone says, go get a degree. You're going to get a job. I couldn't find one. So I knew the one job I knew I could get. It was my first job ever as a high school student. It was a cabana boy. So I mm. literally have a three, five a college graduate. I'm putting on this light blue cabana boy shirt. I'm like, something's got to change. And so that kind of hit me. <laughs> no, thank oh. God there was no banana hammock. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Thank God there wasn't. That would have been I mean, the, a... you could have stayed in that career if that was the case. I, I guess been, I could have been raking in the tips. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit more uh, wholesome. It was at a, a fancy health club. So it was like oh, a gym oh, okay. slash health club. So no, no gotcha. banana hammock. <laughs> Not that kind of commander boy. So, but uh, I'm like realizing, okay, something's got to change my life. If I'm getting the same job I had as a high school student, as a college graduate. So 
similar story, I think, to you. I, I basically Googled how to become wealthy. Rich Dad, Poor Dad popped up. And so I was like, all right, let's read this book. And he was a copier sales guy. So I was like, all right, let me try to get into copier sales. Ironically, one of my family friends was also um, working at a company. He's like, I'll help you get you in. Long story short, almost quit six times in the first three months, got into copier sales, followed Robert Kiyosaki. Back in my head, I'm like, I definitely want to get into real estate, but I had no idea how. So I saved up a bunch of money, kind of rose in the corporate ladder, became one of the top sales guys, saved $100,000 in the next like three to four years, and was like, all right, I think it's time. Five years of analysis paralysis, though. I think mm. different from you, because I know you immediately took action. I heard you on Brandon Turner's podcast the other day. It sounds like you did. I don't know if you did. I'm, it took I'm, me five I'm the years. opposite of risk averse. It's also a problem. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm ready. So I was just overanalyzing everything. And then once I put pad to pen, actually wrote it down. Within the next 30 days, I made an offer and then closed on my house. So I went from Portland, Oregon, moved out to Phoenix, Arizona. And that's how I got my first house. That's kind of my initial start in the real estate. I bought a six-bedroom house thinking that I'm going to do house hacking. And how'd that go? So it went great, man. Um, you know, definitely timed the market pretty well. Early 2021, mm. uh, got the house. I lived in the master bedroom and then I just rented out every other room. At the same time, I'm also thinking like, all right, I'm in a new city. I definitely have this entrepreneurial bug. Um, I've tried businesses in the past, nothing really, a bunch of learning lessons. Let's not call them failures. And uh, basically just realized I want to be surrounded by like-minded people. So I basically put out an ad on Facebook um, that said, hey, business professionals, entrepreneurs were, you know, creating this little house. Had no business to it, just kind of a random posting. Was attracted some like-minded people, and that's who lived with me for the first, first year. And so I lived for free. I think I made like, I don't know, 2000 bucks, or maybe not that much, maybe 1500 to 2000 bucks while living in the house, which was amazing. And realized this is something that's, you know, can change my life because I was also working my corporate sales job at the same time. Nice. Yeah. I love house hacking. House hacking is the best. amazing. Um, I, I, I think it's, <clears throat> I would say without a doubt, in my opinion, the best strategy for anybody starting real estate. Cause it's like 1000%. Everybody's just like, first problem is I don't have capital or I need to make extra income. And it's like, if you just eliminate your biggest expense, there's all your extra income and it doesn't take yeah. extra time. So how did you first decide, like you, you, you stumbled into this one as an accident, what mm -hmm. turned it from, I'm going to house hack, oh, maybe some entrepreneurs into the growth house. Like, what was that journey? Like, did you have a vision from that from the beginning? Did it morph? Like how did it walk us into that? It really morphs. Cause like I said, I want to be surrounded by like-minded people if I'm going to live in a house with roommates. Cause I come from five years of living in a studio apartment and i told everyone like roommates suck, man. Like they're dirty. Like I don't like <laughs> living with other people. And then once I started living with other people that were actually became friends of mine, I'm like, this is amazing. Like I don't actually want to live by myself. <laughs> like it's actually, I think worse, especially yeah. even now, like I'm living with my friend Ben and we work out 6am every morning. So I'm like, this is like cool. Having this accountability is camaraderie in the house. So I'm a huge believer in now having roommates. Um, but yeah, so kind of how the vision of growth house started was I'm now living in the house and six months later, I'm realizing this could be a business because other people are starting to hit me up and like, Hey, do you have any more rooms? I'm like, no, I don't. And so in my notepad that I said, I want to buy my first house I also said, I'm going to buy two houses in that same year. So I guess I'll kind of share the story what happened. So I'm already having this idea for growth house. I'm having this idea. What if we just had an entrepreneur focused house? where we have weekly meetings, we have masterclasses, 
where I bring in some of the top people in the state to talk about real estate, social media, et cetera. So I had this kind of like vision brewing, but nothing was really there yet. And so I'm like, all right, well, I got to hit the second goal. I have people that want to live in, in the next house. So let me go find it. So I love sharing the story because it's kind of a cool story where there was a neighbor across the street who had literally like the exact same floor plan. I'm like, oh, perfect house hack. So I go to him. We become friends. He even says like, hey, get a tour. Tell me if you like it. I did a tour, loved it. He gave me the contract. Um, we basically have a verbal agreement. I just had to get my, you know, agent in line and his attorneys. He said he had some attorneys. Long story short, I'm like, perfect. It's October. I'm about to close on this next house. He says, oh, sorry, Jesse. I just sold it to Open Door for $20,000 more than what you want. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you could at least, I would have matched the 20000 Like, come on, yeah. man. And so that kind of sucked. Definitely was like, all right, I'm not going to hit my second goal. I can't create this growth house. And so I kind of sat on the couch for about a day. I watched this show called Undercover Billionaire. I don't know. Have you heard of it? You Love watched it. the first one? Oh, I watched both of them, man. Oh, yeah. Love yeah, yeah they're, so, it's, a, it's a very interesting show. Very interesting. Very motivating. Basically, someone goes from nothing to a million dollar business in like 60 or 90 days. Yeah. So I'm watching the show. I get inspired. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find the second house. And so I'm like, where should I look? How about I just look in my neighborhood since that's what I already know. And so that Saturday, the next day, I put on a backwards hat. I put on running shoes, like shorts, and I act like I'm going for a jog in the neighborhood. And I just knock on every single neighbor's door saying, hey, this is my pitch. <laughs> I really had no idea what I was doing. I was like, hey, I'm Jesse. I'm your neighbor. Um, one of my friends just rented my house. So I'm actually homeless now. I'm wondering if I can, you know, buy your house since I love the neighborhood so much. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. I make some friends, but nothing really comes out of it. And so I'm doing this all day. I'm sweating. And there's a, there's a house across the street from the park. I'm like, all right, let me just hit one house before I call it a day. Maybe I'll start tomorrow with the, you know, a few other houses I have left. I go to the house, sweetest Jamaican couple. Oh, Jesse, come inside. I'm like, this is an amazing house. This is perfect. It has a guest house, just how I like. I think that's a hack, by the way. If there's a guest house or a quesita, ooh, that's an extra money, uh, money making mm -hmm. source. Yeah. So I'm loving the house. And, and I'm like, so are you guys looking to move anytime soon? They're like, we're actually renters. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, good to meet you. Uh, <laughs> but they said, but we just bought another house. I'm like, interesting. So you're no longer renting this house. Okay, can I talk to your, your landlord or your, the owner of the house? They're like, sure. Long story short, that same exact day, I made an offer. 30 days later, I own that next house from the That's one awesome. day of door knocking. Like, crazy. Yeah. So, I just love sharing that story because um, I kind of had this like quote that came to me. It's like, if uh, I just kind of like a play off another quote where if God shuts a door, go back to see if it's unlocked. And that's what I did. I was like, all right, let me go see if another door is unlocked. And it happened to be, you know, in the same neighborhood. So that's how I, I got the it. second house. And uh, from there, I was like, let's, let's start this growth house concept. Dude, I've done door knocking before a little bit while driving for dollars and that shit takes balls. So yeah. um, it's not you. I know you're casually like, yeah, it just happened. But it's like, <laughs> no. Nobody accidentally walks through a neighborhood awkwardly saying door to door, like, hey, can I buy the place that you're living in right now? <laughs> right. I feel like that's the worst kind of door to door sales. It's not like, hey, do you want to hear about Jesus or hey, do you want a vacuum? It's do you <laughs> want to move house. the hell out of this house? Like, do you yeah. want to leave? Hey, I'm Dave. Do you want to leave? please right. like please just move um but it I works didn't, i didn't overthink it i didn't overthink it i think that's what happens with most people they overthink it i'm like you know what let me make a joke let me say i'm homeless but also say that i'm your neighbor so it gives a little bit of like credibility 
and then ended up working. Yeah. Well, and it works because it's the most personal form of contact, right? And if you can get mm-hmm. seller to like direct to seller, you're going to get better deals than any other form of real estate because there's 100%. actually like people involved. And I think mm-hmm. that's the right way to do it. So how do the, how do the numbers on these pencil out for you? Walk me through what, what a growth house looks like, like what your, you know, income expenses, like how much are these bringing in over, uh, market rents and, and, and over, uh, I guess what you'd expect from like a long-term rental. Yeah. So pretty much all our houses right now are co-living. So we do co-living, but then we also try to like have one house that's a specific house for the entrepreneurs. Um, Honestly, the pricing is pretty similar. So it's not like I charge for a growth house right now, extra over a different co-living house. So I can give you kind of rough numbers. Um, Bought the houses between four and 450. Those were like two houses. One I bought for four, one the other one for 450. And then we ended up creating one extra room downstairs. So actually, let's break down the first house. So the first house, we have four bedrooms upstairs, one downstairs, and a detached casita. So if you add up the numbers, master bedroom, we usually get about $1,250 for that. And that's 12 months. So $1,250. And then all the other rooms average out to about 1000 bucks a month. So you're looking at four, $4,000 plus $1,250. So that's what? $5,250. And then the casita brings in about 2000, I would say 1500 to 2000 because that's on Airbnb still and that fluctuates. So let's just say, let's just say 1500. So we're looking around $7,000 for that house and mortgage plus, you know, the extra things that we provide, which is uh, weekly housekeeping. We provide toiletries and all of that, that comes out to $3,600. So $7,000 on average minus 3,600. That's the cash flow. That's solid. Do you furnish them? Correct. So I furnish the common areas. um, And then as far as the bedrooms, typically we just do a bed and then a nightstand and lamp. And then they design the rest of the room. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, you and I had spoken before. And so anyone listening to the show, the reason Jesse and I got connected is I am torn right now on my Airbnb about whether or not to do this. And Mm -hmm. so I'm, you know, I'm working through what it looks like, but I'm like, man, the convenience of being able to have the access to the house at any time and the rooms. And, you know, I'm living in a a detached studio out back and then I have the office space underneath. So it wouldn't mess with my, you know, living situation at all, but um, it just seems like it could be a better opportunity because Airbnb has been a pain. Although Mm. since we talked, I had a 60 day booking, uh, 7,200 bucks and my, my all in expenses are 32 a month. Ooh, so like I'm like, well, we just cash flowed by, you know, two grand or a grand mm-hmm. or whatever without having to do anything. But then it yeah. gets even better. He canceled the day of. And so I have a 50% non-refundable policy. So I got 3,200 bucks for no guest. <laughs> so I'm like, God, cool. All my expenses are covered for the for month. Or did he have to pay for it? Oh no, it was him. And he canceled because he's like, I didn't know there was somebody or there was a basement unit. I thought this was the entire space. I'm like, it is the entire space. It's a separate unit. Mm-hmm. And then Airbnb was like, do you want to refund him? I'm like, no, he, like it's <laughs> in the, it's not. in the, it's yeah. in the listing. It, it yeah. says, and then he left a, a review that said uh, one star for accuracy. And in it, he was like one star for accuracy because the host didn't put it in the description. It's in the listing details, which I think is hidden. And then I messaged Airbnb. I was like, can you remove this? And they were like, yep. So I'm like, yeah. Cause if cool. they don't actually come into the house, then they can't leave a review from my understanding. Yeah, I'm like, why is he leaving me a crappy review yeah, no. for inaccuracy 
when it's stated in the listing details and he said it's stated in the listing details. So yeah, I got his money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, which is a bummer because it was, dude, it was three people who were going to stay for two months mm -hmm. in a, in a 3,800 square foot, four bed, two and a half bath house. I'm like, they would have loved shoot, it. three guests would have been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Normally yeah. I have like 12. <laughs> so, um, it's a 12 person Airbnb. So I'm like, it's a oh, four bed, hey. but it's got three Queens, two twins, and then two pullout couches. So, mm -hmm. um, it's yeah, it, it's and I'm actually about to put a bunk bed in the room with the two twins so that I can do 14 and jack the price even more. But not if I rent it to entrepreneurs and it would be a really good house for that. It's got a hundred square foot covered porch and a really Is big your... den with a fireplace and a <clears throat> vaulted ceiling and a nice entertainment area. And... That sounds really nice. Is oh, it a podcast nice. studio? Is this in the same house? Yeah, this is in the basement, <clears throat> the office unit. Wow. The basement like is a is a for that. Yeah, the basement's a two one sixteen hundred square feet. So, and that's where you live. Uh, I actually have a I have a two hundred and fifty square foot. It was a wood shop, like you know, one of those like move in from Lowe's, but it's like yeah. eleven by twenty three. And so I turned it into a studio. I haven't run plumbing to it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. And so right now it's just a bedroom. Like it's, it's literally just like a queen bed in the back, and then yeah. like a full couch with a TV and surround sound and. Dude, it's sick. Bro, I'm like I gotta, a little man I cave. Say, I gotta say, I love military guys, man. Because you guys don't care what the room looks like. You're like, I'll sleep wherever. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. I mean, I put I'm, in, I put in LVP and I painted <laughs> it, but I'm, I'm, okay, I'm so all nice. in. I'm all in for like five grand, and that's including the twenty four hundred dollar couch. So like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a super comfy couch. Um, and so I'm like, dude, I got a like a perfect hangout spot, and thirty yards from it, my office, and it pays perfect. for itself. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Military guys. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, I'm like living in like a place that literally is like TV, couch, <laughs> yeah. rug, bed. And I am so happy with it. I'm like, it's so minimalist. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so uncluttered. That. It's just my space. It's, it's a right. nice change. All right. Um, you think there's room for other niche co-living environments like this or do you think this is kind of a unique opportunity like could you do like a can you see a world where you did like a comic con houses or something unique 1000% because after you know the pandemic and everything people are begging to be involved in some kind of community like people are feeding mm -hmm. for that in person interaction and I think there's so many niche houses that can be out there. Like I never thought about the Comic Con one, but like, like even um, you know, there's content creator houses now. There is uh, like what I'm doing, entrepreneur houses. Most of our other houses are business professionals. Um, I even have a house that just ironically became a finance house, where all these guys who are recent graduates are in some sort of finance, whether they're an uh, analyst, they're financial advisors, and people want to be around like-minded people. So 1000%, I think this is something that's going to become more and more popular and it's definitely here to stay. I mean, co-living in general, like we're just at the very early stages of co-living and house hacking is kind of like the gateway, I feel like to co-living. Cause once you do house hacking, that house hack, once you move becomes a co-living house. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really, really solid. So if someone's interested in, uh, in doing this, where would you recommend they start? Like, how would, how do you think like now that you've got a community, I feel like it's probably not too hard for you to find that niche tenant. But when you're first starting out, where do you think someone should look just in local Facebook groups or? Yeah. So with Facebook and some other like bigger um, ways to market, you do have to be careful about the wording. 
I'm not going to lie. I've gotten banned off of Facebook Marketplace because I was like, oh, shoot, this is too descriptive. So we had to go into like more of the gorilla Looking style. Looking for <laughs> straight white male with six inch pecker or smaller. Yeah, I don't think that would fly on Facebook. So, <laughs> so you got to be careful about what you exactly you say. But then what I was realizing is that Facebook groups are perfect. Like, let's say um, like a Facebook group that's specifically for real estate investors. So for this next house, I want to do a real estate house. So what am I doing? I'm going in all the Facebook groups that are about real estate and saying, hey, we're doing this real estate house. Here's the concept. DM me if you uh, are interested in learning more. And then boom, then you get people who actually are serious. They're your target market. And so that's how we've been kind of attracting the right people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking to just do a general co-living house, 100%, you can post on Facebook, furnished room for rent. Um, pad split is a great company. Uh, if you want to just kind of do co-living in general, and they're kind of like the Airbnb of co-living. Um, another one would be Roomster, another great website, roomies.com. So there's a lot of them. If you just type in like, like I'm in Phoenix, so I type in Phoenix, Arizona rooms for rent. Those are great avenues to market. Great. I love it. Um, well, I got one more, uh, let's see. Uh, I mentioned, I saw in your, in your bio, uh, you mentioned that there's an online community attached to growth house. So yeah. what does that look like for, I mean, obviously it makes sense, like how it works when somebody's living in one of your houses, but how are you expanding that out? Yeah. Great person? question. And that's something that's like in the works right now. So our online community right now is creating the content, getting people to know about Growth House, the concept, the vision of it, having a podcast, which you're going to be on soon. I'm excited. So right now it's more of this content and podcast. Would have already been on it, but you were too busy traveling oh, internationally. Oh, for it. And <laughs> I, I was, was sick as a dog, so I'm okay with it. All right, it worked out because I was going to say I was going to be so like just jet lagged if we tried to do that podcast the day I came back. <laughs> I was like sinus infection curled up in the fetal position. I'm like, yeah, sure, we can reschedule. <laughs> Man, I feel like everyone's getting something right now. But yeah, kind of back been... to like back to like the vision of Growth House and why we're creating the online community and growing the brand more online is me realizing that this doesn't have to just be local. Like my vision for Growth House is having two or three of these growth houses in every major entrepreneurial city where you graduate college. Where do you go? A lot of these universities are saying like, Jesse, we want you to help because they call it I think they call it brain drain. They have these amazing students. They have these amazing people who are starting businesses right out of college, but then they go back home because they don't have any community anymore once they leave college. And so for me, I want to be that go-to source, that go-to place to live for these people once they're you know high performers in college, they have a business they want to start, boom, I need to get into a growth house. That's kind of the vision for that play as far as the in-person houses. As far as the online community, it's more so like, so we can be able to have a pop-up house. Like, all right, now that we're, you know, we can get a house in Austin, Texas, where there's a lot of entrepreneurs, we already have the brand, boom, the house is there, it gets filled like that. So that's kind of our goal with the online community. Let's build this bigger, let's build this international. And then also what's really exciting is that once we started doing these houses last year, we had producers from even Hollywood reach out to me. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this stuff. <clears throat> so they reached out to me and they're like, hey, can we do a TV show about your house? And I was like all excited, but at the same time, I don't really see the vision or know the vision for growth house yet. So I was going down the process and then they basically wanted to turn it into Jersey shore for entrepreneurs. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, all right, this is not what I want. Like, yes, we're, uh, you know, we want to breed entrepreneurs, but we don't want to actually breed entrepreneurs like that. So well, they're let's like, keep that, let's keep that drama out of it. They're like, we can bring in our own girls. We'll make sure they're very dramatic. It'll be great. Exactly. They like, want to do no, their own casting. No, no, I'm like, no, 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 no. With a couch? 
Yeah, I don't know about all that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that that rolls right into my. I was going to ask you how scalable you thought it was in your market, or if you were going to expand to doing it long distance. But it sounds like that's exactly the vision. Exactly, and we're working on trying to figure it out. Like either it's definitely going to be kind of some kind of franchising or licensing agreement where we have you know what it looks like. And so now it's finding the right operators in different areas because that's where, like, we, how do we scale this? So we need to find operators in different cities who want to do something similar. We give you the blueprint. We even buy the house, and then you operate it there. So that's mm. kind of, like, the next step for, I would say, 2025 um, is to really expand that growth house in other markets. And as far as um, our other business, which Rent Smart, that's kind of our business professionals co-living. So we're like, all right. Yes, entrepreneurs is a very niche market, but we're also expanding in Phoenix right now. I'm probably going to have about five to 15 houses between myself and also my partner. So I would say probably 10 to 15 for this next year, 2024. So that's going to keep expanding as well while we're, you know, building out the growth house branding community. Yeah, I love this idea. I mean, I had, you know, we, we joked about the Airbnb situation, but I, you heard me mention in there that I had a roommate. So what happened was I had yeah. the four, three and I had two bedrooms rented on Airbnb. And then one of my really good friends, or, or at least at the time, decent friends, now best friend is, uh, he was planning to move to Louisiana. We're in San Diego at the time. And then he decided, Hey, I'm going to stay out here for a little while and try this new job. And do you mind if I crash with you? Cause I'm getting out of the military. So I won't be able to stay in the barracks. So I was like, yeah, dude, come on in. It was supposed to be for like yeah. two or three months. And then like a year and some change later, uh, I was leaving. So he had to find somewhere else, but, um, you know, and he paid, I think it was like a thousand bucks a month, which in San Diego County for a room in a nice new house is, you know, more than decent. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it was bringing in like 1500 on Airbnb. Um, and dude, that was honestly some of the best, like as a military dude, like I've had roommates so much and that was like, honestly, some of my best times, like John and I were living it up. We'd go to the fucking gym together. We'd meal prep. We'd, you know, at night we'd like go cook steaks and drink a Corona by the pool and, yeah. and then like just hang out. And it was like, we both knew when the other needed to get work done and we'd just go work. And then we'd come and like, it was like, we'd do food and then we'd go back to work and go, and we'd go to bed early. We'd wake up early and go work out together. And, it wasn't designed that way. It just happened. And so as you're talking through this, I'm like, I think I should lean into this way. Cause if I had two or three dudes like that or four, I guess, cause I could rent out the entire upstairs that were living in the house and they were all solid dudes. It would be a win for sure. hundred percent. Let me just paint a picture of what it looks like. So we kind of do cohorts. So like right now, um, this house I'm at is like one of the growth houses, but it's, we, we, we don't, we don't want to do it all year all year long just because at the same time like people kind of get burnt out uh just doing like straight like we're like let me paint the picture five o'clock wake up go to the gym and then we all come back together do an ice bath and then after the cold plunge ice bath then we're all you know cooking food talking about you know what our goals are for that day then after that most of us go in separate ways different directions for work uh you know starting your business whatever you're doing and then we come back at night and then if it's the night that we have our weekly accountability meeting slash goal setting, we're all around the you know kitchen table talking about what's our goals. How can we help each other out? And then we usually ended up, you know, staying up to like midnight doing stuff on the whiteboard, trying to figure out, you know, different strategies, different funnels, different systems. And so that's this is the beauty of like 20, like imagine a 24 seven mastermind, but also people that you enjoy and want to be around. Uh, I always like to share this story um, because like you said, how do people start this? Paint the vision. That's what I did. I had nothing, but I painted the vision. 
And this is a perfect example. He's actually here in this house, Derek. He's one of my best friends now. So when I was on Facebook trying to advertise for this next house, I was calling it growth house without even, it, it, it wasn't a thing. So nothing was there. But I said, hey, this is a growth house. It's going to be kind of entrepreneurs. Anyone interested, you know, hit me up. Not and a growth house. No, not a grow house. Great, great, <laughs> great district. Yeah. People ask me like, yo, where's the operation? I'm like, there's no operation, bro. <laughs> in the basement, dog. All the, <laughs> yeah, right. all the plants are in the, in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I was on another podcast. So you say grow house? I'm like, no, no, guys. <laughs> so, so Derek reaches out to me on Facebook and I'm like, yeah, man, come, come see the house. I don't know what I was thinking. The house wasn't even like a house. It was the second house that I bought. It was being fully remodeled. My bed was in the kitchen because everything else was destroyed. So he walks into this house. It's a mess. Dust everywhere. He's like, is this your bed? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was in the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, this is going to be a growth house. We're going to have entrepreneurs in the rooms upstairs. And he looks at me kind of side-eyed. But then he also puts his hands on his hips, kind of like envisioning it. And he goes, this is awesome. I'm in. So you're going to find those people that just see the vision, believe in it, and join you. And literally, he's been with me to this day and one of my best friends. So I just want to encourage everyone, if they have this kind of dream, this kind of vision, no matter what you're doing, put it out there. You never know who you're going to attract. You might attract your your new best friend like, like I did. I love it. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, honestly, there's a book out there called The Like Switch. And he's uh, it's kind of like um, – Never Split the Difference was written by like mm -hmm. an F FBI guy. This is a CIA guy, and it's kind of a similar like backstory-ish. He was a, a spy. And the book is basically about like how to win people over without them knowing, you know, whether mm -hmm. that's through. So he talks about his friendship principle, which is like proximity, duration, intensity, and frequency, like how how close are you to somebody, how often, how intense those interactions are and how, um, how long you stay in their presence. And mm -hmm. basically he's like, in a nutshell, if you boil it down, like this is why people at work become friends. This is why people mm -hmm. who live in the same house become friends. This is why, like, because you meet all that, you're close to each other. You spend a lot of time together. You have intense interactions and you see each yes. other all the time. And naturally you're going to get to like each other more. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's it makes sense that if you get the right kind of people in a house, you're gonna get close to them. Hundred um, percent. I got a story. I, love I got a story for you. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. This is actually not even about the houses, but this is kind of ties into what you just said. So, and I wish I was able to to connect with you down in Colombia, but so well, yeah. But you booked your flight the day I left. So. <laughs> I know. I had to. So, I know, you're like, I oh, know. I wish I saw you. <laughs> I didn't know Sam was coming either. I, I'm. Oh. I would have extended, so, but I had to pick my kid up for Christmas. Bro, so this is that's part of the story. It's crazy. So I'm like, so there's like certain people that every year that I just get drawn to, and usually it's through social media or I find them through a podcast, right? And yeah. two people, I was just like, man, I really want to meet these people. One of them was Brian, because in like March of this year, I started daily diving in. I'm like, this guy is similar to me, corporate sales guy, W2, world traveler, did house hacking. I'm like, this is my guy. So I started following him on social media, you know, just DMing and back and forth, kind of connecting. And then long story short, it comes to like earlier last month in December, and I saw him going to Colombia. So I reached out to him like, hey, man, how, are you, how long are you going to be in Colombia? And uh, he's like, a couple weeks. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about going to Colombia. Really, I told my like coach, 
at the time, or my coach Ken, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to do any more traveling. He's like, that's smart. You know, just, you know, focus on your goals. And so I really wasn't <laughs> supposed to be traveling. And then Brian, <laughs> Brian responds when I say, hey, I'm thinking about coming out. He said, get your ass out here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I literally book a flight like the next day and meet him out there. At the same time, another person who I was really trying to connect with and wanted to like have a deeper relationship was Sam, Sam Wiegert who is like the goat of house hacking and co-living. Ironically, we literally are out in Medellin and I get a DM from Sam. How long are you going to be out there? I'm like, probably another week. He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And so it's just crazy. Like the two people, like the whole year that I'm like, man, these are my guys. I could tell we've had a little bit of interactions. I just love their story. I could tell they're great people. And I was able to hang out with them for Christmas and New Year's this year. And like you said, the close proximity, the intense interactions, spending holidays with them, those are now my friends for life. And so just like what you said, it's so true. So get around people that you want to connect with. That's kind of like the moral of that story. Don't be afraid to reach out to people because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I spent a week with Sam in Maine earlier, like uh, September, October this year with his uh, GoPod. And yeah, Yeah. solid, solid dude. I wish I wish we'd been able to align those trips better because that was exactly with me. I was going out for John's uh, baby shower, and that's that's mm-hmm. the dude I was mentioning was my roommate in the house hack. Um, so he oh, lives no in Medellin now. He's got a uh, well. She's actually Venezuelan, half Venezuelan, half Colombian, but she is from Medi- She has moved to and lived in Medellin now for like ten years, and so they're having a son next month. And then my buddy Adit Shah, who's also really close, lives out yeah. there, and so. We went out to link up and then I met up with my architect friends have a, she has a brother who lives out there. So I met up with him. So he's, he's from Medellin. And then obviously Brian was like, it's funny. He was in Mexico city and he's like, he's like, Oh dude, you're going to Columbia. Uh, yeah, I'm in. All right. I'm like, (laughs) okay, cool. And so it's, it's funny because I went out there with my buddy Chad and it ended up being like, yeah, like Chad and Brian and then, and then you and Sam came out. I'm like, just just a it's it's a cool country and i'm like it's it's cool that you get to like just connect with random people internationally which is which is fun um and it's it's yeah it's just a good time so that that is cool though that you manifested that all right so i got a few questions that i ask every guest so we call this the debrief um what is the dumbest thing you've ever purchased dumbest thing i've ever purchased that's a great question. It's a fun Luckily, question. like, I've been, like, pretty frugal in my life. Like, I actually pride oh, myself in that. So this might be actually a tough one. Let's come back to that one because I'm actually going to have to think All right. Well, that. the next question is what's the smartest thing you've ever bought? Um, my house, for sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See, that seems to be a kind of a recurring theme. I need to find a better way to ask these questions. Yeah. Um, all right. Name a book, podcast, or resource that either made you into a better leader or investor. Hmm. I'm, we got to give a shout out to Brian right now. Brian Lumen Action Academy. That podcast has put me on a different track mentally and also in a leadership role where I'm watching this guy's journey. He tells his whole story live. And so I'm like, okay, this is how he hired someone. That I'm going to follow in those footsteps. That's how, he let, that's how he leads his community and his team. So I love that one. Um, as far as a book, right now I'm reading Unreasonable Hospitality. Amazing mm. book. And I'm that one definitely was good, huh? Yeah. And so just little things on how to treat your you know, clients, how to go to extra mile, and then also just in leadership, how to um, encourage other people to also start thinking with that same mindset. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good read so far. I should finish it mm-hmm. probably tonight or tomorrow on my little road trip. Um, all right, someone's listening to the show and they want to make or save more money. Instead of just consuming another podcast episode after this, what should they do? They want to make more money. Mm. It depends. It depends, like, I guess, what kind of situation they're in. That's true. So let me think. If they want I try to, to ask more... it this way to throw people off. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're asking kind of a, some good questions right here. They want to make more money because I always just think about how would I make more money. Um, I think for me, what I'm realizing is that now that I have kind of a skill set that I can make more money by bringing value in the sense of finding deals. Like I want to, I want to get another house. So how am I going to make more money by getting another house, but not using my capital? All right. I'm going to partner with people who don't have that skill set. So for me, it's now finding the deals, bringing it to, you know, my private money investor or private money lenders or people that want to partner on a house. And that's the way I'm providing value to then. It's not like just making more money. It was actually getting an asset and also making more money. So that's, I think, the, the strategy that I've been learning a lot now and realizing that's how I'm going to scale. I like it. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, two main platforms I'm pretty active on is Instagram at the Jesse Ray. And then also on LinkedIn, you just type in Jesse Ray, Jesse Ray Growth House. Find me. I love it to connect. Um, so yeah, reach out. And that's, and that's Jesse with an E on the end, not a Y. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No so, Y, no IE. That's the other gender. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jesse J. You, you never know, man. People, people I don't know. We know. gotta be careful these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I didn't assume your gender. I don't. I don't want to know. I appreciate. I, okay, hold up. I want to. I want to also like. I've not. I've no problem wearing pink, but this is extra pink on this camera right now. This is salmon. Just want to clarify. Definitely, this is definitely salmon. salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would that not that I would portray that into a gender either because that's you know obviously not pink is, pink is not pink significant of any gender <laughs> so oh man jesse this has been a lot of fun thanks for joining yeah, us did we absolutely. uh anything you can think of that we missed i don't think so um we have a podcast yeah, growth house podcast covering it all so um i'm excited for you to hop on that and really share your story i appreciate you good sir i look forward to joining absolutely. you on your podcast yes sir next week Yeah, yeah. All right. Have a great day, brother. All right. See you, man.